and joining us here live in the studio is Gary Pierce. He is a local minister and an activist, and he wants to address some of the things that can be done to uh, work to combat some of the violence that uh, we're seeing reported on uh, even just over the weekend uh, here in Springfield. But you also got to consider how these types of things can also be implemented in places like Chicago. Uh, Gary, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Um, so go ahead and uh, get close to that mic, and uh, I guess let's just hear about your background. Um, you know, why why are you talking about this issue, uh, and uh, how do you uh, best want to address how to curb some of the violence that we're seeing? Well, this is a very sensitive issue for me. First of all, like you said, my background, I'm Minister Gary Pierce. I, I moved to Springfield back in 2001. Uh, started my ministry over on Jackson Street. And uh, I used to have a homeless shelter, and uh, I've done a lot of things in the community with the youth as well, uh, form my own basketball team for our ministry, things like that, trying to keep, you know, the youth out of trouble. Uh, I was a troubled youth myself, and I try to use the same things I felt that helped me. I try to get those programs implemented here. So, uh, Gary, um, there's, of course, uh, stories of uh, shootings that are happening, uh, block parties that are popping up. Uh, what are some of the problems that you're seeing, at least reported here in Springfield? And we'll talk about other areas of violence that you see across the state as well. But uh, what are some of the major problems that you're seeing here in Springfield? Well, I think one of the major problems is that uh, the young people don't have anything to do. They don't have much to do. And uh, a lot of this comes from the fact that a lot of them spend a lot of time inside rather than outside. And so I think that if we can get some programs back together where, you know, we utilize the parks and uh, things like that to put together softball teams, uh, other interests besides basketball. I know a lot of people love basketball. I love basketball. But sure. but there's a lot of other things we can do to uh, entertain the youth. And when I talk about youth, I'm talking about the teens up to, you know, maybe 26 years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I thought myself as a kid when I was 26. Yeah. I still kind of feel like a kid, even <laughs> though I'm 37 now. I can't even remember. But, <laughs> but yeah, it seems that uh, there's, you know, idle hands are right. the devil's plaything, right? Right, right, right. And I don't think it's, I don't believe that we have enough. You know, I know there's been different programs implemented. I know that there's been people talking about this, talking about that. But I'm a doer. You know, I believe in doing. And like I said, once again, I think the programs that really work are the things that help me, you know. Well, and talk a bit about that. Um, what did you experience? What kind of trouble were you into as a kid? And how did that get turned around? Well, I didn't belong to a gang. I grew up in uh, Royal Illinois. You know, we had our cliques like they call them nowadays. You know, we had the east side, west side thing. Uh, I lived on the east side. And, you know, I, I hung out with a, a bunch of people that were mischief, you know, and I was going the wrong way, but I had a lot of uh, good people in my life. I had a lot of uh, coaches. I had a lot of uh, uh, just community people that knew me and that were had an interest in keeping us out of trouble and stirring us in the right way. We used to have a, a, a center, they called it, a, and I spoke to the Ministerial Alliance. I'm a member of the Ministerial Alliance as well about a community center. That's why I joined them. And we used to have a center where we used to hang out at when we were teenagers, and that, that kind of kept us out of trouble. You know, and there's nothing here like that. We see a lot of dollars that are going to be used for um, kind of uh, these these intervention type of programs. Yes. Uh, I think like especially up in Chicago, we've seen this in the past as well, where there may not have been the best oversight 
of making sure the program is actually working appropriately or that the funds are going where they're needed to go. Um, So when we talk about programs, how do we best implement that to make sure we get the the greatest bang for the buck uh, to ensure that we're addressing the problems of uh, youth violence? Well, first of all, you got to have some people that are really serious about doing something about it and are willing to uh, try some innovative ideas. Uh, when you talk about oversight, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these people, and I'll say it, a lot of them just doing it for the money. A lot of them are not doing it for the compassion, uh, for the humanistic part of it. And I've been involved with a human uh, humanity, as you will, if you will, for for over 30 years. I worked with people in all different type of capacities. I've been, uh, I worked in corrections. Uh, I've worked as a, a, a caseworker. In the community over in Decatur, I've, I'm, right now I'm currently an alcohol drug counselor, so I have that I, I I have that passion that's just been instilled in me, instilled in me to help people. I help the homeless here in Springfield. I'm on the board of Helping Hands here in Springfield. I do, I have that compassion. I don't think a lot of these people really have the compassion. I think that they're just doing it for the money. How do we get by that? How do we uh, surpass that? Right. Well, uh, we, need to, we need to really get. Some serious individuals, and yes, I'm going to give myself a plug. Some serious individuals that are really serious about changing, making change with our young people, making change so that they can get on the right road. Uh, we need uh, different things like they need to understand morality. They need to understand how important that is. They need that instilled in them. A lot of them are not getting that. You know, I grew up in a single-parent home. My mom was a good mom. She didn't make me go to church, but she was a good mom. Uh, a lot of these young people don't go to church. They don't have anything idea what church is. And, they, and you know, I come from a family just like that. Now, it's changed over the years, but when I was young, we my family wasn't churchgoers. But a lot of people, that's, that's what is really needed, and a lot of people don't want to accept that. But we can still teach them things that will, you know, help them deal with conflict in a better way, uh, conflict resolution, as you will, uh, uh, different type of skills. People skills, pretty much, that they're missing because of the fact that they're always sitting in the house on the internet or on their games. Right, and and also uh, the the block parties that that pop up, right. the, the pop up parties, and sharing where that's going to be via social media, and then, right. and then social media plays a role as well by right. helping uh, add fuel to the fire because they get live views right. and a whole variety of things. Gary Pierce, a local minister, and someone who's looking to ensure that we can uh, address some of the violence in our community with uh, various programs. Uh, Gary, uh, again here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, just kind of lay out some of the the things that you think are important that kids need to learn or they need to be exposed to that they're not being exposed to uh, and possibly leading to some of this violence out there? Well, uh, again, there's a lot of skills that they need. They, they should be learning right now. Uh, there should be good examples for them. I know we have different mentorship programs and whatnot, but they need some good spiritual, moral gu- uh, guidance. That's the way I look at it. Uh, you know, right now with, this, uh, with the violence that's going on, uh, they're, they're probably lacking anger management. They're probably lacking conflict resolution. And these are the type of programs that I, I would like to see implemented. I know we have some new programs opening up uh, uh, from the uh, taxes of the marijuana sales. There's right. a lot of been different organizations been opened up. I don't know their names. I'm not going to even say their names. But uh, I'm hoping that they will implement something like that when they're trying to uh, reengage these people, these young people, uh, and, and trying to get them stirred right, uh, helping them with jobs, uh, helping them with, you know, being able to manage their anger 
and being able to know how to deal with conflict besides resorting to guns, automatically resorting to guns. Uh, I, I addressed the city council and I told them that if, uh, you know, and I'm not saying this that I agree with shooting, but a lot of times they're just shooting and they're not really shooting. You know, if I mean, they're not trying to kill no one. I mean, I, just like the other night, the, 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 I think the two individuals got shot in their legs. I mean, you know, and I'm glad that that's, they're not trying to kill no one. But what I'm saying is it's a lot of gunplay. And the first thing we need to do is try to find out where they're getting these guns, where they're actually getting these guns from. And that's not only for uh, the city of Springfield, but for the whole state. We need to find out where these young people are getting these guns. So, yeah, they're, they're taking them off the street, but yet yeah. we still hear more and more uh, shootings that are occurring. Uh, Gary Pierce joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. And uh, you talked uh, about uh, some of the programs that have recently been implemented using community block grants and whatnot. Right. Um, and uh, do, do you have like the curriculum that they have laid out or uh, do, you, do you see any uh, holes kind of that they have yet to address that you think needs to be addressed with these programs? Well, the holes that they have is just basically they're doing the same. A lot of these these services are duplicate, duplicate services. Now, this new program that's going to be in the park, I'm hoping that there there's going to be some differences there. I know that there's uh you know you got different people uh, serving the, the young people. You got um, uh, that program after school program. You have uh, the YMCA doing things. Uh, I can't think of this after school program. I forgot the name of Compass. You got. Programs like that are working with the youth and trying to help them with the education piece, which is a good thing. You know, you know. Well, how much do you think uh, the the COVID lockdowns and the and the 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 lack of in person education? Do you think that that's fueled some of the problems that we've seen, not just in Springfield but across the the state? Of course, of course. I think the COVID played a large part in that. I think that people are eager to get started and get back out there. You know, they're getting happy because we got a vaccine. But we still have to be careful. You know, we still have to be really, really careful. I'm still careful. I still wear my mask. Even though I've been vaccinated, I still wear my mask. Uh, Gary, um, we, uh, of course, have uh, different types of programs that are being utilized uh, in in Chicago. uh, And as you mentioned here in Springfield, uh, possibly some are doubled up. uh, But ultimately, the goal is to curb this violence somehow. how do we square the circle of the criticisms that that people lay against police and at the same time wanting police to respond more to some of these instances? Uh, is that also part of this equation to uh, not just get certain services for for uh, teaching life lessons to young people uh, to, as you said, I think during the break um, uh, to, to mature them, uh, mm-hmm. but also to somehow foster a better sense of community with with policing. Well, yeah, police got a bad name right now, especially in the African-American community. But the police is needed. You know, I'm not against the police. You know, I try to form a partnership with the policemen. I know the chief, Chief Winslow. I know uh, Sheriff Campbell. I've talked to them in person, individually, and discussed some different ideas. I think the police force is needed, especially now with the increase in violence. We're going to need them more than anything. So, you know, I think the community needs to accept the fact that we need them and there need to be communication. There need to be communication with these young people out here and trying to find out what's going on with their minds as to why they're doing this. And I'm sure that there's some people who say, well, we've talked to them. We know what's going on. But they're still doing it. Uh, I'm looking at another program right now, and I'm a partnership with another young lady here that lives in the Springfield community. 
uh, we looked into a, we went to a, a Zoom meeting, and I'm gonna go ahead and say the program, even though somebody might swipe it away from <laughs> swipe it from me. But I'm gonna say what it is. It's kind of like a peace initiative. In other words, we we want to talk to these people, like I said, and try to you know see what's going on within their minds, what they want. Like for instance, with the pop up block parties, they probably want something to do. They probably want some you know somewhere to go and have those that fun. I was a young man before, and I know that, that, you know, that's important. Mingling, you know, trying to hook up with young ladies and young men and whatever. Uh, so, you know, you know, we need to have something like that for our youth. That's why I was so for the community center, you know, when the Ministerial Alliance was trying to put that together. But we, we, there's a lot of other things we can do. But one thing we need to do is try to get a peace initiative going with these young people that is doing this and find out why. Well, and I, th- I think one of the things that uh, uh, you're, you're saying here is is having an open ear of sorts, right? right. Having uh, some mentors, uh, community leaders who right. who are there to listen to these young people about right. what their needs are. Because uh, obviously when you have uh, pop-up parties uh, that are unsanctioned, uh, it's uh, they're looking for something. Right. Uh, but what is that something? Right. And in this Peace Initiative program, I, I'm, I just went to this about a, uh, two or three weeks ago. I really don't have all this up in my head yet, what we talked about, but one of the main things is to try to find out what what's, what they want. You know, people say they want jobs. Well, there's plenty of jobs out there right now. They, there's one out, they got one, wanted signs outside the business establishment. Right. So, you know, what was about jobs? Then so one person said to me that uh, they're not gonna come to our programs. These people are not gonna come to our programs. Why not? Let's let's find out why they won't come to the programs if they're not going to come to our programs. What's what's keeping you from doing that? Uh, there's all types of places out there that's willing to train you if you want to be a HVAC person, if you want to learn how to weld, if you want to drive uh, semis. It's, it's all different types, whatever you want to do. Well, does it also mean getting out there into the streets and and you know, essentially letting these young people know that, hey, these programs are available. Right. Uh, is anybody out doing that? Or is it just, you know, hey, we've got these programs available. Hopefully you come to us. Uh, you know, do you have to actually get out there and make the initiative to be on the streets to go to these block parties and to, you know, in a way, uh, carry the sign and, and do that ministry? Well, see, as a minister, that's another thing. I, I You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a member of the Ministerial Alliance. I'm the political concern, concerns chairman. And I need to talk to them about us doing more, you know, as far, you know, we pray, we can pray, prayer changes things, but we need to also do more as far as getting out there, like you said, and, and talking to the youth. But one of the main things is you mentioned uh, oversight. That's, that's one of my agendas as well. I would like to see oversight of some of these programs that's getting these funds and see what they're actually doing and how they're doing it and making sure they're doing what is right to help these young people. So it needs to be oversight. Now we got two. I can't I, again. I can't say their names, but the, you know the two organizations I know that got a lot of money from the marijuana sales. Let's see what they're gonna do. Let's see if they are gonna actually make some changes. And how you do that is you keep track of it, you monitor it, you look at the statistics and see whether or not they're doing what they say they're gonna do to help these young people. Yeah, and watch those outcomes. Right. Uh, Gary Pierce, a local minister, uh, someone who uh, is is looking to uh, also get involved with more of these programs, to institute some of these programs, initiate these programs uh, to address the violence, as we've seen, uh, not just in Springfield, but across the, the state as well.